Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek. Before we jump in, guys, letting you know that tomorrow the HA Society opens up officially. And in honor of that, remember, we have this awesome live session going on. Ashley and I, by the the time of me recording this, we're still figuring out the name, but I'm calling it a live session exploring what stops us from embracing recovery. It's a really cool session where you bring a pen and paper, you bring your thoughts and your concerns and everything that's so hard about this process because let's face it, it's some it's some shit. And we work through it. She's going to take you through some prompts, she's going to ask you questions, you're going to journal about it. 
If you're interested in sharing, you can share. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But by the end of it, you'll take away some really cool mindset shifts, perspective changes, and actions that you can take that you figured out by yourself because you're a badass. So if you want in, that session, depending on when you're listening to this, is today at 6.30 p.m. Central, Friday the 10th. And if you join the session, you'll get um, a bit of an early access to the HA Society. It opens on the 11th, but we'll let you in a bit early if you would like to come to the session. And then on February 11th, the next day at 11.30 a.m. CST. So one of those should work for whatever time zone you are in. Just go to webinar.thesociety.com. And it's just a really good sneak peek into the types of conversations that we have in there and what we what we do as a group and also kind of what like one-on-one coaching is like as well, the types of things that we cover in there. So it's a really good session. You're definitely going to get a lot out of it and learn a lot about us as well. And yeah, I'd love to get to know you. So come on in. Links are in the show notes and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea podcast. I'm excited to be speaking to all of you again this week. And I'm excited to bring with you Lindsay Lawson, who if you are around on the HA tags on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, you've seen Lindsay's face, um, most definitely. And I, yeah, I just was like, you know what? We're both in the same space. I, t- I definitely want to talk to her. I definitely want to like meet you and learn about your story and just keep on building community within this little sphere that we have. So welcome to the show, Lindsay. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Danny. I'm super excited to connect with you um, and also visit with some other HA women. I love sharing my story and hopefully others will find it uh, helpful in some way. Yeah. Have you done many other podcasts yet? I'm um, sharing your story on them. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a couple. Um maybe like three or four. Uh, yeah. So super, I always get excited when I get it invited on. Um, feel really special and honored to be on. Every time I bring on a practitioner, professional on the show, part of the goal is so that women listening with HA can figure out like who might work f- well for them if they want to work with a professional or even just what type of professional. So like, I know you're a registered dietitian, sometimes I have nutritionists on, some physicians on, all that kind of thing. So would you share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and tell us your your story and your experience with HA? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been a registered dietitian for almost 10 years now, which is kind of crazy to say out loud. Um, And I didn't always work in the space of helping women recover their periods because I myself struggled with um, HA for quite a while. Um, My story kind of goes like way back, like I was one of those that had lost their period for a really long time, saw a lot of doctors and never really got any answers. And it was kind of just something that I lived with, like thinking like, oh, like, I guess this is just how my body is. Like, I don't get a period. Um, And it became a huge problem when I was trying to get pregnant. Um, And so by the grace of God, I kind of stumbled upon the book, No Period, Now What? About a year before my husband and I were ready to start trying. Um, So I was aware of like the all-in method, knew that that was probably what I needed to do, but kind of like 
um, dragged my feet a lot on it. And then once I finally committed, I was able to get my period back and get pregnant naturally. And so um, three to four years later, now I help women uh, do the same thing uh, to get their period back um, by improving their nutrition, um, obviously tapering exercise and stress um, so that they can restore their fertility and get pregnant naturally. Most women can say, you know, by the grace of God, I found this book. This book is like kind of a, we're all on these different paths and then they all sort of meet at this book and then they go, then they disperse again in, into like their their further journey. What happened for you in the lead up to finding that book and what happened for you after? Like, did you just, I know you said you dragged your feet a little bit. Like what was the experience? What changed you from dragging your feet to making the commitment? Yeah. Well, before I found the book, I was, I always knew something was wrong. I always knew that there was a reason why I wasn't getting a period, but every single doctor I saw, I mean, I spent a lot of money, you know, before I was ready to have kids seeking out help from a reproductive endocrinologist, um, just like from recommendation of friends who had different hormonal issues um, and just never got an answer. But I was like, okay, but but, but there's a reason, right? Like there's a reason why I don't get a period. And so um, for a long time, I kind of just like forgot about it. And then when I found the book, I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is me. But like, obviously it's so counter to like the lifestyle that I like exuded. I mean, I'm a registered dietitian. I'm helping people um, improve their nutrition. I'm helping people lose weight. Like it was just such like a mind, it was just blowing my mind that I was going to have to change my entire lifestyle to get my period back. And so I think that, um, it took me a long time to like really be ready to do it. But once I made up my mind that I was going to do it, talked to some close friends and my husband about it and was just like, Hey, like this is going to be really, really hard for me. And I need you to support me by doing X, Y, and Z. Um, and this is the date that I'm going to go all in and I'm going to do it. And I hope that it works. (laughs) And it did. Um, and I, while I don't recommend like, (laughs) doing exactly what I did, you know, like if you have the information, like there's probably never going to feel like the perfect time for you to go all in and do it because it is going to be hard. Um, but I do recommend like marinating on the information and getting together a little support system of your own. Um, because that was really helpful for me to open up and tell people like, I'm doing this, I need your support and I need you to hold me accountable to doing this. I really appreciate that you made it a conscious part of your process to enroll help from the people in your life that it mattered from. Like so many of the women, I'm sure you've experienced this too. They say, I really want to solve this issue, but you know, there's no one around me that understands and I'm afraid, embarrassed, scared, whatever it is to seek the support and like let people know my experience personally was like that was the game changing thing was to tell people what was going on to be way less taboo about talking about your period and for some reason just it just al- allowed you to reach out to someone have someone to talk to every time you were having a bad day or to be able to literally turn to your partner and be like i'm having one of the moments where i really don't want to eat this and then they're there for you to like speak some some sense into you. Was that your experience? And do you work with a lot of women that are struggling with getting the support? Or is that like the easy part for them? No, I think support is the biggest missing link in people either fully committing to going all in or 
you know, like committing to, cause right. Cause like you don't just get your period back and then like you go back to what you're doing, right? Like it's all, it's a whole lifestyle change. So I think that support is the biggest thing that's missing in people who don't fully recover or don't get to, or are struggling to commit to the all in process. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was really helpful, um, to like, for me, it was not necessarily about like having somebody to like reassure me that I was doing the right thing because like nobody understands what you're going through, um, you know, and so it's hard for them to know what to say. But I think for me, like the accountability part was so helpful just because once I said it out loud and I invited other people in, it was like, you know, like if I went back to, you know, running and restricting and all of that people would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yes. So it was helpful for me, I guess, like, I think there's just so much power in like admitting in a sense that you have a problem. Um, because until you admit it to yourself, like that's the first step in making a change. Okay. There's about 50 directions I want to go here and I'm going to have to pick <laughs> one of them. <laughs> we'll see if, I, if the others come back. You had mentioned like it's good to marinate on the information first. And I think in some in some senses too, some people just have to. There seems to be two types of women. And there's the women who are like, oh, I have this information. Now I'm just going to make this change. Like, this is all very logical. And then there's the women who are like, well, like, this is just, it's a fire hose of information coming at me. I can't absorb all of this. And, and the amount of time I think we forget too, that it's like, when you were really deep into exercising all the time and, and eating really, really well, you didn't, make the like create that life and those habits for yourself overnight right you heard about exercise and you started to exercise then you heard about dieting and you started to diet and you weren't very good at it or you know whatever and like that that developed over time so to think that you can undo all of that and just like completely go in the opposite direction is you know, a really big ask and the reason I bring that up and I love talking about that is because also just like so many women will be upset with themselves that they're, they can't diet enough and lose enough weight and work out enough. They'll be upset with themselves that they can't go all in or do all of the things overnight that they need to do to get their period back. And it's like, we just keep beating ourselves up in every single direction. Yeah. It's like you, it's like you can't win. Um, and yeah, that, that's such a good point, Danny. Like, obviously obviously it's hard and obviously you can't make all of the changes overnight. But I think that, um, you know, taking small steps, you know, um, as best as you can, um, can be really helpful. I will say though, like most of the clients that I work with are like so type A that they're like, well, either I'm, you know, spending two hours a day exercising or I'm not exercising at all. <laughs> like I do see a lot of the all or nothing mentality. And in some ways that's good because I think if you can be so dedicated to your exercise routine, then you can also be so de dedicated to recovery. Um, you know, once you get to that point where you're like, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing. I feel like I have to agree. I meet the, yeah, both of those sides of the spectrum and I was one of those people in the middle <laughs> who was like totally all in one day. And then the next day I was like, this is so stressful and I'm going to like do a little bit of exercise. And then, and tr truthfully, that prolonged my, my period for many, many months. That's so common. Yeah. Everyone, all of your experiences are valid. I just had a recorded an episode with Rini McGregor 
And she had a really interesting take on on feeling like there was validity in continuing to do some movement. And it was all about figuring out exactly what your body needs in terms of movement and where it needs to rest. And she believed that very occasionally there was a, the person that needed to do the no exercise whatsoever. And I also think that, well, I also know that we were referring specifically to women who wanted their period back, not like who were trying to get pregnant. And there does seem to be a, a difference. And again, I was that person. I didn't want to get pregnant straight away. So I didn't have that like really, really sexy goal that made it way easier to commit to that process. Do you see more women who are trying to get pregnant come to you? Or do you see a lot of women who are just like, I'm aware of the the health repercussions? It's honestly kind of like 50-50 or maybe more 60-40 because um, I think that there are plenty of women who want to recover in hopes of one day being able to get pregnant. So not necessarily like I want to get pregnant right now. Um, more like I want to heal my body and my relationship with food so that I can get pregnant when I want to. Um, but you're right. I mean, there's, it's a huge, it's a different experience when you're going through it with hopes of becoming pregnant versus just wanting to get your period back and be healthy. Um, it is, it's a totally different experience. And quick question for you too. How long did it take for you to get your period back? Cause I always forget to ask that question. And then listeners are like, Hey, <laughs> and this is a question that actually I'll preface too, because you might not know this about this podcast, but we tend to not shy away too much from talking about those things, from talking about how long it took some person for talking about how much weight they needed to gain, um, that kind of thing. And the reason for that is, and I mean, I'm open to changing this stance down the track when more information pops up. But the reason that I bring this up is because so far, there are very few, if any, so far, none people that have been like, oh, actually, well, it was really easy for me and have said anything that caused anyone to feel bad. <laughs> it's yeah. been pretty much like there are definitely some girls who, who got it in four weeks, but there's like a clear... They, those women who got it in four weeks, their experience was like not comparable to those who had to take uh, longer. They they went all in. Those who took longer weren't ready. They had HA for only like a couple months versus those who had it for a number of years, those kinds of things. So I don't tend to shy away from sharing that information. Um, and I just wanted to preface that with you so that in, just in case you were like, ah, oh, no. Um, yeah. What was your experience um there? Yeah. So I will be honest. And I think it's interesting that you bring up the points that you did about length of time without a period and recovery mm -hmm. time, because, um, some people are going to hate me for this, but I went 13 years without a natural cycle mm -hmm. and I got my period back in two weeks. <laughs> okay. But question. So, so I, like, I love this. So I want to dig into it more because sometimes, right. Uh, and maybe I'm going to be proven wrong here today, but sometimes it's like, that's the headline, right? But when, when we start to look back at like, all right, well, what were you doing? But before you went all in, were you making steps in that direction? Were you in creating lifestyle changes? And then by the time you went all in, you had laid a somewhat of a foundation or like what, how did that look? Yeah. So yes and no. So I told you, you know, I found out the information and marinated on it for a really long time. So I think mentally I did a lot of like, accepting of like, 
I'm going to have to eat more. I'm going to have to gain weight. I'm going to like, so mentally, I think I was less stressed about the process. Um, as far as habits, no, I was still calorie and macro counting. I was still, you know, controlling my weight and keeping my um, weight at a place that wasn't necessarily healthy for my body, which is one reason why I wasn't getting a period. Um, and I was still exercising. Now I gradually reduced my training, um, not necessarily intentionally because I was going to go all in. I mean, maybe a little bit, like I said, I was like kind of mentally like coming to terms with like, you know, I don't have to push myself on a run today. If I don't want to run five miles, I can run three. So like there was a little bit of like um, me, like kind of letting go of like the obsessiveness of the training, knowing that I was going to eventually like just cold turkey, not run. Um, and then also just seasonally, you know, this being in Texas, like it is so hot in June, July, and August that like always, just always my exercise kind of tapers around that time of year, just because it's really hot and I just want to be more indoors. So I think that there were some things, especially mentally that I like was kind of like half in on. Um, but honestly, I didn't really commit to like the food and exercise part in combination. But like, once I did, I was all in, like, I was like, it was like a light switch for me. Um, and to that, you know, it's just everyone, every woman's bodies are so sensitive. What I found over time is that my body is very sensitive to exercise in particular running both ways. Right. So like if I want, if I ever wanted to lose my period again, running would be the thing that would do it. Um, even more so than the whole food side of things. So I think that once I stopped doing the intense exercise and my cortisone levels were able to drop off. I also, another variable, went on a two-week vacation with my husband. So our stress levels were super low. I was eating a ton of food. Um, The the two weeks, that vacation was the two weeks where you were all in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was September September 8th, 2017 was my all-in commitment date. Um, and we got back from Italy towards the end of the month. And like two days later, I got my period. Awesome. I love it. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, love it's it. like everybody's like favorite story, right? Like, and I am kind of one of those like unicorns, but I have worked with women. Like I ran a group of, um, six, sorry, five women in August and three of them got their periods back in less than six weeks. So Yes. Some people do recover really quickly. They really do. And in the HA society, we also have some women who just got their period back within a few weeks. And and at first I like had anxiety around it. I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm not sure if this is, (laughs) if this makes sense to my brain. Um, But it's so, it's so true. And I think the thing about how every woman's body is different and the takeaway from this is everyone's stress perception is different and some people are really sensitive and some are not as sensitive and other women's like when we're in ha there is something happening inside of our bodies right like there is this so like if you i guess picture the reproductive system is like a little i mean it's a cycle right a little clock or something like a little cycle going around and around we're always that that cycle is always trying to happen the reproductive system is always trying to do something and other people's like yours it you know seems to put so simply like 
was further along and there was just something always stopping it from doing what it wanted to do, right? Because if you have no follicles, you ain't getting a period in two weeks. But if you do have some, then you will. So it's like I reiterate this point over and over again um, on the podcast whenever it comes up. It's like everyone's body is at a different stage and that's why hers came back this quickly and hers didn't. And everyone's stress tolerance is different. And that's, and so there's no reason to be like, well, what's wrong with me? You're just different. I think another really, really important point, and I emphasize this to my clients too, is just because your body recovers physically very quickly does not mean that the mental recovery does that too. So for me, I got a period back really quickly, which was cool and super encouraging for me to keep going. But I had to battle that, oh, well, but I'm healthy. Like, do I don't need to gain weight. I don't need to eat more food. Like it felt very like it, mm. at that time, it, in hindsight, it was completely appropriate, obviously. But at that time, what I battled and what I see my women who recover uh, physically very quickly battle is the back and forth between, oh, well, well, can I exercise? Like, do I need to gain weight? Like that is a little bit uh, an added challenge of recovering physically and your mental state not catching up as you kind of start to question the process, feeling like you don't really need to continue to gain weight or you don't need to continue to be all in. Um, and you do. So I always tell people that there's kind of two pieces of recovery. It's your body physically recovering and getting a period and mentally coming to terms with the fact that like your body and your mind are not in a healthy place. And in my experience, that mental recovery takes a lot longer. Typically, sometimes if you have a longer physical recovery, they can kind of, you know, go together. Um, But I think that that, I I just wanted to bring that up too, is like, just because you're getting period back doesn't mean like you're healed. Um, It's Uh, still hard. It's still hard. Yes. I I love that you brought that up. And we, we love talking about that on the show too. It's like the, the actions required to get your period back is like kind of the easy part. It's like, it's the mental part. And if you are not doing work with someone or in some way to resolve the thought patterns, the behaviors, the habits that got you in this situation in the first place, getting one period is like not really, um, not really helpful. And and if you are going to get pregnant too, I mean, think about how like I just, yeah, I just think it's, it's really, really important. And that's why working with a therapist or a registered dietitian who like has been there and done that and sort of understands the mental hurdles of things is really important. The mental side of things is basically my biggest shtick. And I get a lot of people, they're like, will you look at my labs? And the thing is, I, you can look at people's labs. I, I don't look at people's labs. I'm not a dietitian. Um, but a lot of the time we... HA is a very self-diagnosable thing for many people. And I see a lot of people really want to dive into the, like, well, I'm just going to keep getting tested. I'm going to keep getting sensitivities tested and all of that stuff. And I actually think that's really valid and it is something that I did and it did really help me, but it's not the be all and end all. And that, that mental side of things I think is, is the missing piece for so many people. And when you feel like you've done everything right and you've, worked with the nutritionist or the dietitian and you've gotten like the diet plan um, that's going to help you, but you can't wait to get back to the gym or you um, are having a lot of anxiety around it. Like, do you see that hold people back even though they're doing all of the tangible things, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's something that can definitely play into um, physical recovery time of getting a period back is if you are, you know, like you said, Danny, checking the boxes and not exercising Mm. and eating, you know, the 2,500 plus, but you have so much like anxiety and stress around it. Um, We all know like the three things that play into hypothalamic amenorrhea is under eating, over exercising and stress. So if what you're doing is stressing you out, that can definitely prevent you from, from getting a cycle. Um, And so, yeah, working through your issues around food and exercise are super important when working through recovery of HA. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate you taking the time just to cover these quick topics with me. Um, Was there anything that you, like a a particular point, and it could still be around mindset, but that you love to get across to women? So I feel like every time I do an episode, there's always like such a key nugget. um, And it often has something to do with your personal experience. And I just, I want to know if there's anything for you that that's specific to you that you really would love to share with women who are struggling in some way. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing is admitting to yourself that something's wrong because I so often see women just want to get their period back and do a lot of bargaining with kind of the all in process um, on, well, you know, I'll, I'll eat more, but I'm only going to eat, you know, a certain amount, or I'm going to do it the healthy way. I'm only going to eat, you know, clean foods and doing that. Like number one is just going to make your recovery process longer, but it's also not really getting to the root cause of what's going on. And if we talk about, you know, (laughs) I'm type A, so I like to do stuff by the book, but we have, hundreds and hundreds, probably even at this point, thousands of women that have followed Dr. Rinaldi's method and it's worked and they've got their period back. And so if you're going to cut corners, you're, you know, your recovery process is going to be longer and you may not yeah. ever fully recover. Um, I also like to give the analogy of, because most of us are, you know, um, uh, active athletic women, when you get a stress fracture, you don't run on the stress fracture as it's healing. You take complete rest from exercise, you allow it to heal fully, and then you ease back into exercise. So it's the same idea with HA. You don't, you know, cut your training and continue to exercise while your body is injured. You need to let your body fully heal and then ease back into it. Um, So I think that, you know, the biggest thing that I feel like holds people back from really recovering is not fully committing um, to the process. So while it's scary, it works. Um, And it'll work for you too when you're ready to commit. Yeah. Can I ask you too, what would you say to someone listening who says, but I'm just not sure if that book or that method or this diagnosis like really applies to me or that I deserve to rest and to eat more. Like I'm just special and I'm different. Um, what would you say? So I think that this is a really good question. And I know that this comes up a lot. Um, as far as this doesn't apply to me because I don't deserve to rest or eat more. That's something I would really push back on and be like, why do you feel that way? Because every woman 
deserves to take care of their body. And you have to recognize that when you're not getting a period, your body is undernourished and it is overstressed and overworked through exercise, regardless of your current body size. Um, you know, we know also that body size, weight, BMI, body fat percentage have very little to do with whether or not someone gets their period and it has everything to do with what you're doing, how you're treating your body. So if you've lost your period, I don't care how much you weigh, what your BMI is, any of those numbers or those metrics, you deserve to be healthy and find that healthy balance with food and exercise. And if you're in denial that your habits are actually healthy and that you're not doing anything wrong, go get, you know, your labs done. Go get, look at the mm -hmm. evidence, mm -hmm. hormones, you know, mm -hmm. find a good doctor that's going to dig deep and, and show you the evidence that your body's actually not healthy getting a period. Um, not just somebody who's going to brush you off and try to put you on birth control. Yeah. I love this. And the thing, the question that really helped me when I went through this particular mindset issue was, and, and you basically touched on it, but it's just another way to put it is like, why not you? Like, okay, if you really don't deserve, if this doesn't apply to you, why, if you can't do these things because you're not fitting the mold of HA, why don't you? And then very, very rarely can anyone give you a reason. And if they can, they can only give you one, <laughs> but it's like not a very good reason as like why this doesn't apply to you. Right. So they'd be like, well, I'm just not thin enough. And it's like, yeah, well, what, why else? And there's every, everything else applies, everything else applies. And, and, and it's like, well, what does thin enough mean? Like who, what's the standard for, for being, uh, thin enough to get to recover versus like being a normal body weight and, and having to basically convince yourself, sell yourself on the facts about why you don't deserve to recover or why these things, these protocols don't apply to you. Um, that's really going to help you sort of talk yourself um, out of that goofy loop that you're going through. And I mean, I think that honestly, if, if this is you asking this question, mm -hmm. um, I just want to like apologize because I feel like this is like the tip of the iceberg on a way bigger issue around weight stigma. Mm -hmm. And we see this in diet culture. We see this all over social media. And unfortunately, we also see this in the healthcare system. I get clients that say, well, my doctor said that because my BMI is normal or high, I have PCOS mm -hmm. without running any labs, any tests, just assuming that because of the size that they are, they don't have HA, they, they have PCOS. And so right. like, I feel like as healthcare practitioners, we owe like the world a huge apology that that's going on and understand that possibly why you're wrestling with this right now is because of diet culture and weight stigma and it's real. So your feelings are valid, but it's not right. It doesn't mean that you are undeserving of being healthy and developing a healthy relationship with food and exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, that you jumped to that, but just huge apology to all of you guys. It's really tough. It's really tough. Um, thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your morning to, to get on this call. I think people will really appreciate just hearing your, your professional opinion, hearing from another person that they are, they deserve to recover. They deserve to do the, to 
to do the whole protocol. And I would love for you to share with us like how you could help work with women and where they could find you. Yeah. So um, I work with women uh, who are working to recover their period. I am a registered dietitian. So we work heavily on the nutrition side of things. I also have um, content and education to support you around um, appropriate exercise during recovery and improving body image. Um, You can find me on Instagram at food.freedom.fertility. And if you uh, found me through this episode, just shoot me a DM and say, hey, I, you know, found your profile through Danny and just wanted to say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I love, love, love finding out that listeners have gone to people that are on the show. It's like, I mean, it's entirely why I do the show. So I would love it if you guys did that. Do not be shy to reach out to Lindsay and say hello. Thank you so much. And I'll put all of the links to find her in the show notes as well. And I hope that you guys all have an amazing day. And thank you for joining us, Lindsay. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.